Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast, a high vibe space where we talk about all things spirituality, manifestation, raising our vibrations and walking away from the manifestation block that is alcohol. Whether you're newly sober, sober curious or you've been sober for a long time, this is the place for you if you want to learn more about spirituality, manifestation and how letting go of alcohol can make you so much more powerful at manifesting. It's time to stop drinking, start living, raise our vibrations and step into our manifestation power. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast and welcome to Monday morning. I hope you've had a lovely weekend. I've had an absolutely cracking weekend. It was my mum's birthday on Saturday. My sister and her little boy Kit were down for the weekend. Um, We just had such a lovely, a lovely, lovely family time together. Um, And I must just take this opportunity to give a shout out to two of my best friends who both have their birthday today. So, I mean, it is pretty crazy that two of my best friends have their birthday on the same day. And I just think that goes to show that there is definitely something in astrology. Uh, So Heidi Jones, who is the guest on the podcast today is her it's her 40th birthday today so happy birthday Heidi absolute legend and happy birthday to the wonderful Victoria Maskell um who is not 40 today um but she is the same age as me so um I'm just gonna out you Victoria I think you're 38 today aren't you so yeah um happy birthday to both of you lovely lovely people um, you will have met Victoria if you have listened to all of my podcasts because she has been on twice and this is the second time Heidi is on the podcast today. Um, before I sort of jump into today's episode, I just wanted to share a bit of a reflection. So last weekend I went for my second degree Reiki as human and I actually went with my sister, with my sister Nikki. It was so lovely to be able to do that with her. And I was talking to her yesterday and we were reflecting on the shifts that have happened since our second attunement. Now, when you have a Reiki attunement, you have a huge download of energy um, kind of transmuted into your body. Now, when I went for Reiki level one, you know, when you kind of want to believe something, but you're like, "Mm, I'm not really sure if I do, but I want to. And you kind of trying to put it, put any disbelief to the back of your mind. Well, I was kind of in that place and I had my Reiki level one attunement and was really surprised at how it actually made me feel quite unwell for a little while, uh, which is something that happens. It's called having a healing crisis. Um, Um, But there were some incredible shifts in my life after that first achievement and some really profound healing, even though there were some uncomfortable situations came up, the the shifts were so, so, so helpful. Um, So I, I came to my second degree achievement with trepidation, but also excitement as to what would happen. I didn't have a healing crisis this time, but I have noticed some really, really big shifts again, um, mainly in my ability to get out of my own way with certain things 
Um, I've been doing a lot of Reiki on myself since the attunement and um, just on in so many ways and so many levels healing and things I've been working on with myself have really started to shift now so it was so nice to be able to share this with my sister yesterday and have some um, chats and reflect on how it had been like that for both of us Um, so that was really really cool anyone that is interested in reiki i am now offering remote reiki so with reiki level one you can you're attuned and you can carry out reiki but when you've done second degree reiki you are able to send reiki across space and time sounds a bit sci-fi i know a bit star trek but i am able to offer reiki in person and and distance as well so if anyone is interested in having some reiki with me um then just get in contact and we can have a chat about what i can do for you i can also send reiki back into the past and into the future so i've been doing quite a lot of sending reiki back to myself um at difficult times in my past which obviously helps you in the present all helps your neural wiring so if anyone would like to know more about that, do get in contact and we can have a discovery call and a chat about what you might might need. I've also just recently designed an intensive coaching package. It's not for everybody. Some, you know, lots of people just want to have standard coaching where they have coaching with me once a week. But if you would like an intensive model, which will be packed full of um, more coaching sessions up to three a week, distance Reiki, a weekly card pool with journaling prompts, uh, voice note service all that kind of stuff uh, really really intense then again get in contact with me if you want to do a really deep dive on yourself it will be a six-week program um, and yeah we, we can see what we can do for you so back to the show then as I said I'm interviewing Heidi Jones today she is my best friend from Dubai and we decided to to have Heidi on and to have this chat today because it's such a common theme that so many of us when we stop drinking we have this kind of ego story this fear around but what if nobody wants to be my friend anymore what if people don't want to hang out with me what if what if I'm socially rejected because I don't drink and I just want to reassure you all that this is actually the opposite of what happens (laughs) your social life will get so much better um but also just to hear some perspectives from Heidi because Heidi does still drink alcohol and whatever has been going on in my life with alcohol the whole time we've been friends it's just not affected our friendship at all um and I thought it would be helpful for you all to to hear a little bit more of the inside story of what that has been like so without further ado here is the lovely Heidi Jones on her birthday. Hello, Heidi. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me back. My pleasure. So, as I said in the intro, Heidi is my best friend. Uh, we have been, how long have we been friends for now, Heidi? At least 11 years, at least. Yes, more than that, because I left Dubai when I've been living there 11 years. So I think it's like, 12 over 12 years yeah 12 then um so Heidi yeah we've had a a long friendship and long may it last and the way that we met was quite kismet um we we met on an airplane on the way to Dubai uh we've been sat next to each other and we were instantly friends weren't we yeah instantly 
yeah because yeah. when we so were good sorry I remember being on the plane and I was a little bit upset just because of the huge sort of transition of what was happening mm. and um we just kind of just started chatting didn't we and then that all that kind of worry that I must have been holding on to just went away and it turned into like this exciting new sort of chapter um which then we've been able to kind of live out together it was just yeah. incredible it was like it was meant to be it really, really did feel like it, didn't it? And I remember the same, th- getting on that plane, thinking, oh, my goodness, this is like such a scary thing I'm doing. And then, yeah, that just turned into this adventure that we were on together that that is still kind of going on, really, even though we're not in the same country. Exactly. And when we got there, we even were living in the same building, just one floor apart. And we were like, oh, this, this is the best. <laughs> no. It yeah. was... It was like, yeah, like the universe just gave, went, here's your best friend. You're living yeah. in like the same building, off you pop. And we just like skipped off into the sunset and had like loads of fun, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, well, we shared a car and then that's when it really became fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We just had our morning, morning parties in the car on the way to work. And you get to know someone a lot quicker don't you when it's just you know when you spend that sort of time together the normal daytime together um and we realized that we love the same music we love going out you know loads of things wasn't it and it just worked yeah and I do remember so this is when we were both teaching um in Dubai and I remember um yeah we had we were sharing a car and we didn't really realize we were doing it but we were kind of like life coaching each other in the car before and after school because we were like we have a like a pre-work chat about like what we were hoping for for that day and like getting our heads in gear and then at the end of the day we'd have like a debrief and we'd help each other like process everything that had gone on because it was quite stressful moving country there's a lot to think about and a lot to consider um and I just remember that time like was just so magical we just had so much fun together um can you remember we used to sit on the beach and by the pool with time out and our filofaxes and start planning everything yeah. This is what you did though. So you brought in the element of like planning, reflecting, and things that I hadn't really done before. You know, mm-hmm. I had like obviously had a calendar before, but actually just kind of thinking about how do we want our week to look? How do we want our month to look? Let's make it happen. And I just remember thinking, oh, this is such a great way to like, you know, live. And you used to ask me a lot of reflective questions because you are just a reflective person, I think. And I just wasn't quite there. <laughs> and it, a lot of the time I remember going, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I hadn't really thought about things before. But yeah. because we were just like on our own in a sense, it was me and you. Yeah. I felt comfortable enough to be able to kind of figure out what some of those answers were. And then we'd bring stuff up again, wouldn't we? And then I'm like, actually, I've changed my mind. I actually think this now because, you're like, you know, we delved into things a bit deeper than mm. probably than I ever had with friends, mm. you know? So it was um, a really uh, great way to start this, like, Dubai journey. And, uh, yeah, this new person in my life that was just, like, challenging me, but in a really healthy, like, positive way. Um, so, yeah, it was – that's what I really remember about that beginning phase, you know, when we were yeah. getting to know each other. We did have like lots of good like deep chats about life and I felt like we'd we'd got like this yeah. blank slate in front of us and we were like yeah. in control. We had the steering wheel and and yeah, I think I can remember 
it, it didn't take you long to like properly jump all in but to start off with I remember asking you like a few questions like oh like what what do you want for this or what do you think about that and you looked at me like what <laughs> <I don't laughs> you, you were like you you ask big questions <laughs> I, oh, why yeah. I don't know I just decided and cut on the plate <laughs> I remember you were yeah. like, I really like this analysing that you do. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, that was it. So I think I, you brought that to the table. I don't know what I brought to the table. Oh, so much, so much. I just want to add in for everyone listening that, okay, we're on this magical adventure together, but let's rewind to that moment, which I can remember so, so vividly when we got on that play. And I, re- I remember every, what, what I was wearing, what you were wearing, what our hair was like. I remember it so clearly. But at that moment, I was not a drinker. I was very, very openly and proudly sober. And you were not. Mm. Um, So we met. This is a new connection that I made when I was sober with someone that was not sober. See, what were your first, like, impressions slash fears um, when I told you that I didn't drink? I, I do remember it as well. I remember what we were wearing on the plane. I remember looking at you and thinking, oh, she looks so together. She looks so nice. She had such a lovely outfit on. And I just didn't feel like that because I was a crumbling mess crying. Um, but at the same time, I remember ordering um, a vodka and Coke on the plane. Yeah. And I just needed it for my nerves. And it was like, I have a vodka and Coke. And you were like, I don't drink. And I was like, oh, that's new. Because I hadn't known anyone that hadn't drunk before. And literally, that was it. That That's all I really remember thinking about. It was like, oh, that's new. I haven't had a friend who hasn't drunk before. Um, yeah. And that was it. And you were like, oh, I don't care if other people drink. And yeah. I was like, okay. And I drank my vodka and coke. And then it was just, we didn't, we didn't really talk about it, did we? It never was a factor, um, yeah. personally, for me. Yeah. And if you think about, like, I mean, we went out a lot, didn't we? We oh, went to beach yeah. parties. We went. We stayed up till like the end of the night till the clubs yeah. closed. And yeah. um, I mean, then obviously I was able to drive us around as well, which was quite good. But I mean, did it affect? Do you think my not drinking affected our going out? Did it make it better or worse? The same? No, it was great because what you had said to me prior, like you'd said, okay, I don't drink because for me it doesn't work. You're not in Dubai for that part of your life. You want to come. You want to feel in control. You want to have like a good time. And you know that drinking wasn't going to bring you that. Mm. And to me, I thought that was really like wise and insightful. And I was like, that's really cool. Because she knows, you know, you knew that it made you feel better. Mm. And I don't, maybe you've forgotten, but those first few months, I didn't drink mm. in the sense of, I didn't want to go out, out, you know, out, out. People know what I mean when I say out, out. Yeah. It was I love not drinking and just having some nice chats. We'd go out um, to the, the palm. I might have a red wine. Great and wine. Chat and yeah, and you would have your drink. And it was just like, it wasn't an issue, was it, at all? No, no. And then we started to go out to more parties because mm. then we get to know people and you get to know the scene. And we got invited to lots more um, sort of big parties, didn't we? Like boat parties. We went on the palm to sort of like ravey type parties you know they were all in parties like all nighters mm. and um I started having more drinks again kind of going to back into my older habits mm. of having some drinks because it helped me relax and kind of just feel like I could dance and things like that um and I remember just looking at you and thinking that's so you're so confident that you can do that I loved it 
it was just like it was no different you had a great time and you yeah. know what? yeah and I think it just we were able to go home and have chats in the car again because that was like we always be able to like just have a laugh in the car or in taxis we'd have loads because sometimes you didn't drive I remember that and we'd be like in taxis because I have no um, social awareness whatsoever and there was no Google Maps yeah. in those days, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you know, the next day you'd wake up and you'd tell me loads of things that I'd forgotten. <laughs> so I suppose the only thing is you remember a lot of things that I maybe didn't. Uh, and this is actually a really fun. important point, I think, actually, because, mm. I mean, I don't know what your perception of this was, but I made a big promise to myself when I stopped drinking um, that I would never, ever make anyone feel ashamed about what they did when they were drinking um I don't know like if you remember like oh, I hope I hope I achieved it um you, did, yeah. then, you think about it if you didn't I wouldn't have wanted to go out with you you know mm. what I mean I would have been like oh because especially at that start you can go off with different it was a weird it's a, I don't know when you don't live in Dubai I don't know if it's the same but you see here you kind of go into groups of new mm. friends like you university. <laughs> yeah and you kind of like form different friendships for almost like different reasons don't you mm. uh, but we kind of didn't do that we just kind of stuck together yeah and just went through the motions together um so I never woke up ever where you come in and went oh my god you were so embarrassing that you fell over last night or oh my god that was so embarrassing that you did that ever um you know you never made me feel like that never worried about it never thought about it you know that's so good that um that I achieved my aim um because I mean I, I I've been all kinds of drunk myself so who am I to to judge people and one of the things I did really enjoy about that time was I I felt like I felt so high vibe I felt I genuinely felt so confident in myself I could I just I was buzzing off being alcohol free and I really was having so much fun like at those parties but I also loved that. I felt so grounded that I kind of felt like I could be an anchor for those around me who who felt like more drunk and yeah. kind of felt like, I don't know, I felt like it was like a nice, it was nice to like be around you. Like, because I hope, I hope like, because we were so close and still are, it must have made, made you feel like a bit safer. Like Annika's not drinking, she's here, especially if I had the car, like, yeah. like everything's going to be okay. Yeah, it did. I think it did, you know, because it was, we always kind of just got back to each other and we we're like, right, let's go home together or, you know, we just brought each brought each other back, I think, and then mm-hmm. went home safe. I don't know. I never, I don't think I thought about it at the time. Maybe I did, but it was always like, right, I'm going back with Annika. Yeah, that type of vibe. It was always just the way it was, wasn't it? It was nice. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like in the day, because even though I was feeling so good, there were a few insecurities that I came to Dubai with that you really helped me with. Um, and I actually think like, I'm going to move on to this in a moment because a lot of people think they can't meet people when they don't drink. And of course I I did meet a great love while I was sober. Um, but I think I only got to that point because you, you actually really helped me with my confidence about how I felt about myself first. So I feel like in the day you were like my big sister. And then at yeah. night time, I was like, okay, it's my turn now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll be big sister. It was. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Because I, I know what you're going to talk about. And it, and it was quite clear to me because I had a confidence in an area that you didn't, mm. whether I was drinking or not drinking, I suppose. And then it kind of like was able to, I could see that. And then I could kind of just sort of push you a little bit outside your comfort zone yeah. um, to just kind of try 
try different approaches or or kind of put yourself out there a little bit more um and not let god not let the fact that you were sober stop you were like you know um talk mm. to a guy when you actually are sober and <laughs> know what you're going to say and um it's not like drunk glasses beer glasses on <laughs> and actually you know, like it's um sorry no you go I was going to say, like, as coaches, we use the word stories a lot and we know the power of stories. And we didn't have that language then. But really, like, you helped me change my story around how I saw myself. Yeah. And I can remember you saying little subtle things to me, like, like, because I you were confident about how you looked. And I obviously, like, still think and did think, oh, Heidi's so pretty. But you used to say, like, we, we look like this and we, we, we. And, like, bring me into your little bubble. And I was like, oh, OK, I'm going to join in Heidi's story now. <laughs> and yeah. it really helped and um, I mean, I think that's it sort of links in quite nicely to um, the fact that I did manifest um, a great love. I mean, it did eventually end, but it for three and a half years, it was was it three and a half or three? I can't remember. It was like a, a really, really intense um, loving relationship until it wasn't. And then it went horribly wrong. But that's another story. Um, but I I did meet someone who was a big party animal who did drink. And I don't think it didn't matter it didn't affect anything did it no yeah this went out. it meant that you you know what you could probably party more because you didn't have the hangover <laughs> you know so you were like right i'm up really early in the morning let's go and do things and sometimes i'd just be a little bit like wait let's just have a chill <laughs> I was well, I had that endless energy. I was I was just like art raving, wasn't I? Yeah, but that was perfect for the guy that you met because he yeah. also was like that, you know. Oh, so yeah. like to sleep in the day, <laughs> but bounced off each other in that sense that it didn't, you know, it wouldn't have mattered at all if you you didn't drink because you know we were at the same places. We we're all going out to the same places and having the same time, like the fun at the same time. And I think for me that like that was such a healing experience in that I'll never, ever, ever tell myself the story that I can't meet someone because I'm not drinking because I met such a big person who was a big drinker. I mean, I don't know if I want to 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 have a relationship with someone who drinks like or parties to the excess that he did uh, again. But at the time, that was what I wanted. And yeah, no, it it didn't. He he did not care. <laughs> I didn't. No, and I think that's, a, that's an important point there because it's not that you are changing the type of person that you want based on being alcohol free. It's because you're at a different stage of life. Mm, yeah, that stage of life was let's go out because that's when I'm also like think about when me and Rob got together. We both like to drink and party, but mm. I would never want to go with someone and go out with someone like that now. Yeah. Um, because it's a different phase of life and you just kind of evolve, don't you, into what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And kind of you've been there, done it in a sense, and and you know more through that experience, the person that's gonna be someone who you can see yourself with now rather mm -hmm. than you know, what you've had before. Yeah, hundred percent. We were just at a totally, totally different phase of life, I agree. Yeah. Um so what would you say then to all the people listening? who are feeling worried like let's say we've got people listening now who've got like really close friends who drink quite a lot and who might have actually even tried to talk them out of giving up drinking uh, what would you say to reassure them 
Okay, so I'm going to say like to reassure the sober person. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, in any aspect of life, whether you're sober, um, I'm going to use my experience of being a mum. Mm. If you approach your friends and you, you know, you share with them a huge fact, and whether it's a huge change in your life and it's for the better, like you want to move forward with your life in this way because it makes you feel better mm. and they disagree or make it hard for you or make you feel guilty or stupid or like an outcast, mm. it's because they can't cope with the change that's going to happen to their life. So, for example, if Annika had come and said, oh, I'm, I'm sober, and um, I'd be like, right, well, I don't want a sober friend because that sober friend is just going to make me feel less of, less, uh, you know, less of in the sense of, okay, she's got everything together. She's going to remember everything. I don't want a friend that does that because they're going to make me feel bad. Mm. No one can make you feel bad. It's how you feel about yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like if, if your friend comes, if someone, if you go and say to a friend, this is what I'm going to do and they don't support you, it's their issue, not yours. Mm. And if they're not going to even try, then they're really not a long-term friendship. And mm. it's okay, isn't it? It's like you've got to remember that you don't have to stay friends with the same person forever. It might feel really uncomfortable, but it, me and Annika talk about like outside the comfort zone. That's where you grow and you stretch. And it means that sometimes it's time for a new friend that's going to take you to the next level of your life, like that makes you feel even better about yourself yeah. and helps you achieve what you want. I think I've said it in a really long-winded way. I'm like trying to think about it from a perspective that I'm in. Like I know that I have lost friends. I say, I don't know whether lost is a good word. I have, whether it's some friends had filtered out mm. since I've had my daughter because they don't want to change how we hang out together mm. and so if it doesn't work for them it's kind of like well it's either their way or no way mm. and I'm not going to feel guilty for that it's like well that's their choice they obviously don't you know they're not going to adapt then we're not in the right time of life for each other and that they need to go and do their thing and I'm going to go and do mine and have this like I suppose it comes from an inner confidence and inner belief that you know you're doing the right thing for you and that's what matters really ultimately you yeah. can't change for somebody else I think the um the point that you're also making there as well is like that accepting that nothing is forever and friends come and go and it's only only like a such a small handful of people that are with us for our whole lives and I really think that that's they're very special people that you know we're meant to know each other. I feel like you and me are like that. Like even if we don't speak for weeks because we're busy doing our own thing, it doesn't matter, does it? Like yeah, we're like family. Um. So, and there's loads of like spiritual reasons that that's a whole other podcast that we could delve into about like soul streams and past lives and all kinds of stuff around why that might be. Um. And I remember actually when we were in that first year of Dubai, it's so funny because we didn't, we hadn't read all the stuff that we'd read. We hadn't done all the training that we've done, but we were quite wise and we didn't realise it. Because I remember we had a friend who was getting really upset about people not coming out to see her in Dubai and she felt really let down. And I can remember you and I both sitting with her saying, you know, friends come and go. It's okay. It doesn't mean that the friendship didn't mean anything. It just means that 
it was right until it wasn't. And I do feel like that about that, that relationship as well. It was right until it wasn't right anymore. And then it's like, yeah. well, move on. Yeah, move on. I know I've had friends from uni that we then lost touch for 10 years. And because now they're in a similar phase of life to me, we've reconnected and it works again. Mm. You know, it's like, it's okay that people come and go. It, you've got to, I think there's a piece around if someone is really sort of putting on you this element of like shame or guilt or embarrassment that you've decided to become sober, you've got to really ask yourself, actually, what I'm, you know, what do they bring to my life? What do I bring to their life? And what do they bring to mine? Because you, ha- we can hold on to friends um, that actually we outgrew a long time ago. But because it's, uh, I don't know whether it's where you live or, you know, your you know your values around being you know uh, friendship is really important or whatever but sometimes people are your friend for the wrong reasons and you know what's really like I mean I think one of the reasons our friendships lasted so long is because we do have really similar values we do understand each other's values and I think um the thing that we both have which seems like it's a contradiction but I actually don't think it is is we're both very very loyal people but Mm -hmm. we're also cutthroat (laughs) Like when we realise someone no longer serves us, we're like, they're out. (laughs) Um, And I think like, I think we're more cutthroat than most people. And I remember my mum questioning me on this once and being like, you know, is this like a good thing? And I was like, no, mum, if that that was a boyfriend and he was making me feel like that, you'd be saying dump him. So why are friends different? And it has to be done in a harsh way. But um, I mean, I know that I, through my own, own codependency issues that I used to have like I did when things become toxic enough it they they blow up in your face when you try and let them go gently (laughs) again that's a whole other podcast um but it I mean I don't regret any of the friendships I've let go um I know that that was for the highest of the best I'm sure you feel the same yeah and you think about it do you do you want to live the rest of your life not having new people come into it because you can't you've got to kind of let things go in order for things to come in. Mm. I always like say to my own clients, you know, if you want to start doing new things, say they have a goal or they, you know, they change, they want the way they want to live their lifestyle. I would say to them, well, imagine you're like surrounded in a circle of all of those things. How can you add more stuff in? There's no space. The law of vacuum people. Yeah. You've got to make space for it. And that might mean, you know, completely cutting out certain people that make, bring negative energy or make you know just make you feel bad they're not really serving you or it could be that you know you change the way you hang out together I think that's something that you can also do think about okay we used to do this together but now I'm a mum for example like now I'm a mum we can't do the same things that we used to do because it literally causes whether it's um anxiety around making it work or um it could be that I'm just not as I'm not able to stick to timetable stuff anymore. Things change at the last minute and I end up feeling guilty and like a bad friend. Yeah. If I'm feeling like that, it's like, right. Okay. That doesn't work. The activity, the way we're friends doesn't work at the minute, but that doesn't mean we don't have to be friends. Mm. We have to be flexible. You know, if that person is worth having in your life, it's having that conversation and being like, look, 
how else can we kind of make sure that we keep our friendship going but I'm just going through this kind of challenging moment in my life of change this is what I need your help with and that might be you know flexibility rather than seeing you every week can I just make sure we see each other every month can we do you know voice notes instead of but long phone calls because for me you know it's like figuring out a way to make it work in a new way and that's something you can also do and you know what's um really helpful there is is this idea that you you it's about coming up with new solutions and new activities mm. and and kind of putting that boundary out there and i think it's actually helpful to mention that i did start drinking again didn't i after that first like year and 3 months and obviously we met when i wasn't drinking so it was really easy for me to put that boundary out but then the universe kind of gave me the opportunity to like do some more learning around this because then we did drink together and then and then I got to start all over again and be like no I, I don't drink anymore um and I mean I don't actually think it really changed much what we were doing anyway because our lives had changed I was coming around and hanging out with you and and Hannah and like I was having alcohol free wine um yeah. but I think we're both quite good aren't we um sort of stating our needs like I mean yeah things I think things did change organically over time we did state our needs bit by bit around like how things are different because we certainly weren't going to beach parties till three in the morning anymore <laughs> no no but that's a that's a that's a test of time friendship where you are really aware of each other's needs as well mm. and you're not putting pressures we don't put pressure on each other no. but I know that in certain friendships it's not as easy you know, to kind of just kind of be the way you are and everyone accept it. Um, I think for me and you, we've been lucky because we just do. We just accept each other. Like you said, I'm going to stop drinking again. I'm like, okay, then I'm not going to judge you for that or say, oh, my God, you shouldn't. It's like, okay, well, that's your choice. You've yeah. never told me if I ever say I'm going to have a drink, you know, you've got to have a go at me or whatever. So I wasn't going to do that because it's your choice. And then when you turn around and said again, oh, I'm not going to drink anymore. I don't want to. I'm like, okay, then. You know, and it's like, I'm, you know, it's the same. You're, I'm like, I'm going to have a baby. You're like, okay, then. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we don't know what that's going to look like. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was just, you know, we're, I think that's something special that not everyone has when it comes to friends. Um, and maybe friends as adults, new friends as adults, because I think people also have certain expectations and they can become a bit clouded or a bit stuck in their ways even you know as we get older people do get a bit more stuck in their ways and they're not open to doing things differently but that's where you it, it's it's important to have a sense of self because you've got to be able to say no but this is important to me and this is what's going to help me move forward with my life and if they're not on board or willing to whether make some change or to be flexible or to support me in different ways then that's when you've got to think, well, is this relationship going to be part of that next sort of phase for you? I think as well, some people are usually much better than we think they're going to be. We build things up in our heads so much because I remember... Oh, when, absolutely. Yeah, because I can remember going to yours when you had Hannah and she was tiny. And when I left, I had to go. For some, I was meeting somebody and you sent me a message saying, 
I'm so sorry that you think I'm boring. Rah, rah, rah. I'm sorry, it's just me and Hannah. And I was like, are you joking? This is so much better than before. You're like way more available for me. Like, no, 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 that's <laughs> completely wrong. I love that you're always sitting at home with Hannah. It's perfect. I've just got to meet yeah. my friend. And the same way with like, you know, one can build up like, oh, they will think this. And they, we start mind reading and creating false stories around stuff that actually in reality isn't necessarily what, what people think. I think that's a really important point because we do you build up things in our heads so much bigger than what they really are yeah we lose perspective because we keep it all in our heads and yeah. so it's important to say it isn't it either yeah. write it out and then because that was something we always did we wrote things down yeah um, and we've got that element of self-awareness and I think if people are listening to this podcast and they're following you they they're building self-awareness and mm. if you've got that then I think you know you're aware if you are starting to build it up in your head and then that next step is I've just got to talk I've got to tell people that this is now my you know what I'm doing for myself yeah and you know just be bold be bold of it be you know it's like go you've just got to be you go all in haven't you I think be bold is such a good like finishing statement because actually I think one of the reasons why it was no one questioned me when I moved to Dubai and I said I didn't drink because I was so bloody proud of the fact that yeah. I didn't drink and I didn't care what anyone thought about it and I didn't give anyone any room to question me I just my whole energy yeah. around it was like I don't drink and exactly. yeah and I think that's important and you kept that going because even though we had each other and I supported you like 100% mm. there were people that didn't do you remember the group I remember. that was kind of like, oh, the they didn't like it, did they? They didn't like it. And it was, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, what? I remember, yeah. Oh, God. I just remember but you were still, we heard, yeah. Yeah, but you were, you know, you had that, no, but this is who I am. Yeah. And if they can't accept it, I mean, me and you were just like, well, we don't want to hang out, hang out with them anyway. If that's how they're going to be about a person, then we've got no room for that in our life i think it's a good filter because it shows some people some people's true colors when they react in certain ways you're like oh noted (laughs) my kind of person (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh thank you so much for like all of these insights Um, i'm sure everyone's going to find them super helpful um so those of you who've been listening to heidi's really good advice you can probably like pick up on the fact that she's also an amazing coach and again so aligned that we we had that experience together when we were coaching each other by the pool in dubai like little did we know that we would both become coaches one day Um, so heidi would you like to let people know where they can find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and get involved and what you do yeah they can um so on instagram i'm at heidi underscore jones underscore coaching and i put you know bits and bobs up there to just keep you in a positive state of mind lots of reflective things and kind of just just little little tools that you can use in your day-to-day and i also have a podcast the Heidi Jones coaching podcast and I do it in seasons so there's going to be a new season coming out at the end of October Exciting. you can find all the past episodes on there for the past couple of years yeah amazing oh Heidi thank you so much for coming on today um it's always great to chat to you um yeah and hopefully come back again soon yes thank, thank you for having me thank
thanks so much thank you so much for listening to me today if you would like to have the chance of winning a free one-to-one coaching session with me then i'd love it if you could leave me a five-star review all you need to do is take a screenshot of the review and send it to me at thrive at coachingbyannika.co.uk and i would love to connect with you if you would like to connect with me further and you'd like to download my free guide then please go to my website and you can do that and you'll be added to my mail list or if you would just like to book in a free discovery call with me then you can do so via my email address or through my website all of these links will be in the show notes and i hope you have a wonderful magical sober week and i will see you this time next week